Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 641, recorded live on Sunday, June 28th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who I told about last week, Mountain Dew's new flavor, Dave Pillay. Yeah. And the man whose wife um, is able to swing by a store and grab me one. <laughs> Andy Lowe, hi. This was the, the Dollar Tree unique flavor? Or Dollar, I think it was the Dollar General unique flavor. Dollar General unique flavor. Yes, the Dollar General unique flavor, Mountain Dew, Maui Burst. Which is like a pineapple. Yes. That sounds so gross. How is it? I don't know. I literally... Oh, you just cracked it open. Right now. Here we go. Here we go. You should have just waited for the end of the show. It would be your review. I don't want to have this thing sitting by my desk the whole time. Plus, I I need a beverage. <laughs> okay. In well, there's, review. You, you Let's can, hear it. You can taste the pineapple. So, you know, Mountain Dew... Can you Dew taste d- the pineapple or, like, the artificial pineapple? Because... There's no way that has actual pineapple juice in it, right? It says, do with a blast of pineapple flavor with other natural flavors. So, yeah, it's got to be... Oh, Kate's going to come and try it. I usually hate these. (laughs) And the answer is... I have a scale of weird flavors. It's not that bad. Not that bad, she says. Okay. Like a punch would be really good. So it's like a, a mixer for a punch. Sure. It all. It also contains zero percent juice, according to the label. Zero yeah. percent juice, so literally no real flavor. Nope. Just. I wonder uh, how they get the pineapple. Yeah, no, it's definitely got that pineapple flavor, like you know the the pineapple, pineapple candy flavor. Yeah, definitely there. You know, but you know, like I, <laughs> I've had, I've had worse Mountain Dew flavors. Like I will finish this can. Unlike the, the, what did I have, Frostbite last week? Yeah. You, you didn't finish it? Mm-mm. But this, you know, it's, it's I, I like pineapple, so I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. yeah. Mix it with, like, some rum? I do have spiced rum. <laughs> I, Could you I, mix, would, I, I'm not too familiar with mixed drinks of, of the pineapple variety, but would that work? It feels like that would work. I mean, what's a, what's a pina colada? I don't know. Something that you drink on the beach, or oh, that's uh, a pina colada is a sweet cocktail made with rum, cream of coconut or coconut milk, and pineapple juice. Yeah, I thought it had coconut in it, which is that's... why it would be a terrible idea for you. Well, yeah, I know that's, but okay, so I'll have a pina colada minus the coconut. That's not a pina colada. Uh, all right, here you go. You can make a pineapple screwdriver, which would just be Mountain Dew and vodka. Well, I do have, uh, uh, I think I have vodka downstairs. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is what happens uh, when you okay, go to Costco okay. and you're like, oh, I'm going to be hosting a party. Let me buy this $20 bottle of rum that's bigger than my head. That you'll never go through. <laughs> and well, is it going to go bad? What's alcohol going to do? Ferment? I mean, it can still go bad. Well, okay. Uh, so there's, there's a drink called the Algonquin, which is rye, whiskey, pineapple juice, vermouth and bitters does liquor ever expire depends on the liquor yeah i mean wine clearly does undergo some yeah. sort of flavor change 
Uh, unopened bottles are shelf-stable, aren't they? Yes. Unlike wine, which continues to mature after bottling, a spirit stops aging after it's taken from its wood barrel and put in a glass bottle. An unopened bottle okay. of spirits is stable so long <laughs> as it's properly sealed. Do you have any amaretto? No. Because you could make a downhill racer, which is rum, amaretto, and pineapple juice. Uh, looking for other good ones in here. There's plenty of them out there, but... The Jungle Bird, dark blended rum, Campari, pineapple juice, lime juice, and a sugar syrup. I've got rum and I've got vodka and I've got this, so I could try it out. I mean, just make a rum and dew, right? Like, if rum and coke is a drink, why not rum and Mountain Dew? Because Mountain Dew is supposed to go with whiskey. Really? That's what its original purpose was. What? False. Mountain Dew was originally created... Mountain Dew made for whiskey as a mixer in the 1940s. Wow. I stand corrected. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, no, you're trying to (laughs) trying to argue Mountain Dew against me. Yeah, no, sometimes when I go to um, like, I think the last couple of weddings I've gone to and, you know, I go to them and say, is it, you know, I go to the bar and if it's an open bar and I'm like, do you have Pepsi or Coke? If they tell me Coke, then, you know, I'd get a rum and Coke. But if they have Pepsi products, I said they have Mountain Dew. Then if they have Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew and whiskey. And a couple of the bartenders are like, huh, you know, that's not. But the the taste of Mountain Dew now has to be so different than the taste of what it was in the 1930s when they first made it. Okay, the Tip Corporation of Virginia bought the rights to Mountain Dew, revising the flavor and launching in 1961. So even in the 60s, it underwent a flavor change. Yes. So saying that Mountain Dew is made to mix with whiskey <laughs> is like is saying like a little little not true anymore. Just like, you know, Coca-Cola has cocaine in it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's still addictive, just not because there's cocaine in it. <clears throat> yeah, now I'm trying to find out what the original Mountain Dew recipe was. <clears throat> Probably a secret. Okay. According to WBIR, the original Mountain Dew was a caffeine-free, clear-colored, lemon-lime-flavored beverage similar to 7-Up or Sprite. Okay, so again, I make my point that saying that Mountain Dew was made to go with whiskey is perhaps a little misleading. Current Mountain Dew going with whiskey, yes, is probably slightly misleading. Yeah. So I guess I'll need to get some Sprite then? Yeah. Sprite sounds like it's closer. Yep. <clears throat> but right now I'm just going to drink my pineapple Mountain Dew. Okay. I'm going to drink my Baja Blast. Yeah, no, I am. I'm out of those. Aw. I know. Sad day in the Robinson household. No, dark sure? days. Dark days dark in the Robinson. Days. If, I, if I do a movie quote, I got to get it right. The Robinson household. What movie is that from? Meet the Robinsons. Oh, that would do it. I don't think I've ever seen that one. What? I haven't seen it. Well, it's a Disney movie. Let's see if it's on. Where It's got to be somewhere online. Probably Disney Plus. <clears throat> uh, yep, it's on Disney Plus. Okay. There was a sequel? Meet the Robinsons. I know. <laughs> Wait, no, never mind. Never mind. I got fooled by the internet. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I hate getting fooled by the internet. Speaking of the internet, should we talk about topics? I mean, I suppose we can go that way if you really want to. Because we've already we've already hit the food topic for the day. 
the Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's that, it's that food. It's, 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 yeah, it's an edible substance mm-hmm. as I sit here eating marshmallows. <laughs> Look, when we went to the trip, when we went to, to Michigan, we stopped at Meyer, and I'm like, you know what? There's like four kids under the age of six. Marshmallows. Marshmallows sound like a real good idea to have in the household with kids like that. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, I can see that. It worked really well. You're like, I'd like a marshmallow. I'm like, okay, have a marshmallow. Uncle Dave is a cool uncle. It's crazy. <clears throat> oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I can do an what? odd segue here. Yeah, do we it. Were t- we were talking about do Mountain it. Dew. Yep. Mountain Dew, we were talking about Mountain Dew being a mixer for whiskey. And mixer is closed. Mixer is not closed. It is closing. Are you sure it's not closed? Yes, because it will go At dark on point? July 22nd. Okay, because Penny Arcade was posting that, like, people are, are streaming it. Mixer. Interactive live streaming. Yeah, no, I could watch people right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the featured show says moving to twitch.tv. In fact, all of them. All of the like featured mixer video streams are I'm moving here. I've moved most to of Twitch. them to Twitch, one of them to Facebook, which is yeah, because Facebook um, uh, to better serve our community needs. We're teaming up with Facebook to enable the mixer community to transition to Facebook gaming. Yep. No, nope, everyone's moving to Twitch <laughs> like everyone's moving to Twitch. Yeah. Well, which is funny, though, because they've, they've all changed their names to be their twitch.tv URL. That's funny. We'd love to see you on Twitch, twitch.tv slash, twitch.tv slash, twitch.tv slash. (laughs) Oh, wow. My question is, I wonder, you know, why did Microsoft agree to go to Facebook? Did Facebook pay them? Because if Facebook paid Microsoft to have everybody transition over to Facebook gaming, I'm not sure if they got their money's worth. Yeah. Especially since um, Ninja and Shroud... Um, have been released by their contracts with Mixer exclusivity, and they yep. can decide where they would like to stream next. So they do yeah. not have to go over to Facebook Gaming either. They'll probably go back to Twitch because that's where they were. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, that is funny that you just go to Mixer's homepage and it's literally just it's an all ad. links to Twitch. All it's like a giant Twitch. ad for Twitch. It's like look at all these content creators that are now on Twitch. Partner Spotlight, twitch.tv, live now on Twitch. Thank you, Mixer. I'm on Twitch. Follow my Twitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. They're, oh. Wow. So I gather that this was like a, a unexpected shift. <laughs> <coughs> I wonder if I can log in and be, you know, make my Mixer name like the last guy on Mixer and try and be the last new guy on Mixer. <laughs> This community is so warm and welcoming. It's a big part of the reason I came over. Ninja. Sad. Okay, so Microsoft is stepping out after, what, like a year? Two years? I don't know. When did Mixer start? (laughs) Not that long ago. Uh, Service officially launched on January 5th, 2016 as Beam. Okay. When did they change it to Mixer? The service was acquired by Microsoft in August 2016, after which it was renamed Mixer in 2017. So that's when it really started. Yes. So August 20, so almost three years. Yep. It made it almost three years. 
Oh, I have a question for you, Andy. Total non sequitur, totally random question. Okay. In the rules of Jeopardy, yes. do the second and third place winners leave with their winnings? Oh, it depends on which... Uh, they changed the rules on the other people. Um, okay. So I don't remember what the current rules are. Before, they got consolation prizes. But I think now, I think they actually get... Never mind, I'll go to Google. Yeah, here we go. Since May 16th, 2002, consolation prizes have been 2000 for the second place and 1000 for the third place. And prior to that it was whatever they earned? That that's consolation prizes. So like um Yeah. Like, you know. No, I, I get it. That's but that's since May 2002. Yes. Was there a thing prior to that? Where they, they just kept that, whatever they earned? Or no, no, no. It's consolation prizes are kind of like, you know, a year's supply of rice roni sort of thing. Oh, uh, okay. But now they get a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks. Yes. That sucks. Laura and I have been watching Jeopardy on Netflix, and we just watched one where this guy lost by $2,000 in Final Jeopardy. Like, they both got it right. She just bet enough that she, she got past him and so she ended up with twenty two thousand dollars and he ended up with twenty thousand dollars oh like oh that that sucks like if he had just bet more he would have won there was an episode of price is right if i remember correctly Uh. where i think it was some guy like got close and then the other guy got it perfect for the showcase showdown anyway yeah. Sorry about that. Kind of like totally dragged that off to the side. Trying to find out what the other guy guessed, how close the other guy was. Oh, yeah. She. OK, so other person bid and missed it by four hundred ninety four dollars, which that's the for a showcase showdown. That's damn close. Mm-hmm. And he bid it exactly. Not sure what you mean by bid it exactly. Because you get a bunch. Your showcase is a bunch of items, right? Okay. So, um, it was a karaoke machine, a pool table, a camper. <clears throat> and he was like less than $500 off. No, no. He was on the nose. Ah. He bid $23,743 and he nailed it on the nose. Okay, so that sounds to me like someone cheated then. That's what everybody at The Price is Right thought, because nobody in the history of the show had ever nailed the, the right. number the, exactly. The likelihood of picking that number is so infinitesimally small. There's no way. Okay, so uh, Terry hit says <clears throat> that he had seen all the three prizes before. The karaoke machine was $1,000. The pool table, depending on the model, he says, went for between 2800 and 3200 so he split the difference. Went with three thousand. The rule of thumb for campers he knew was about a thousand a foot. So trailer was nineteen feet long, so nineteen thousand. That gave him twenty three thousand dollars. And then he said he got lucky. He picked seven four three because that was the number he and his wife had used for their pins, their security codes, their bets, their wedding date, the seventh of April, and her birth month March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still gonna say no. Like no, false. Someone cheated. <clears throat> so, yeah, no, they're, um, yeah, no, being that close, $494, thinking that you've won, you know, that thing. Plus, with you, if you think with you were within, <clears throat> like, some amount, you actually get both showcases. So the other guy, you're thinking, oh, I won, sweet, I might have gotten close enough to get both of them. And the other guy nails it on the dot. Because he cheated. 
He didn't cheat. Everybody sure. thought he cheated. They investigated him. They spent time trying because freaking cheated. Yeah, no. Everybody at the Price is Right was like, "This doesn't seem right. This has never happened before. Right. We need to." <laughs> so they they put him over the barrel and just tried to figure it out. But no, it was just a fluke thing that he got it exactly right. Yeah. Oh, so what else do we got? Uh, other things that are closing oh. for Microsoft include yeah all of their retail stores. Yes, which also doesn't surprise me i recall being surprised when microsoft opened retail stores microsoft isn't a hardware company or wasn't yeah they They kind of are now but yeah now they are (laughs) yeah coming out with a new console they've got the surfaces what else do they do hardware wise now actually You can't think of it then. <laughs> hmm. Hold on. Uh, make... There's Microsoft phones. There are Microsoft they, they... phones still? Yeah, they, they still make phones. Hold on. I'm going to Microsoft.com to see what they're selling me. Let's see. 365 Office Windows Surface Xbox. So, um... Xbox and Surface. Xbox and Surface. And they also sell, uh... Oh, they sell other brands on their store. I could buy a Lenovo on the Microsoft store. Yep, there's a Samsung on the Microsoft store. So, yeah. Okay, so maybe I could buy some things at the Microsoft store, but yeah, they they said that they had originally planned for this for next year, but because of COVID-19, they thought, well, the stores are already all closed. We might as well just... (laughs) Just actually close them? Yes. I wonder how many jobs that was. If you work at a Microsoft store, are you a Microsoft employee? Uh, they have said... Um, uh, and I guess in a they, similar vein, if you work at an Apple store, are you an Apple employee? Our retail team members will continue to serve customers working from Microsoft corporate facilities remotely, and we will continue to develop our diverse team in support of overall company mission and objectives. What is Microsoft's mission? I don't know, but they're saying they're going to just transfer everybody who was working at a Microsoft retail store to, I guess, customer support. Microsoft is a technology company whose mission is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. We strive to create local opportunity, growth, and impact every country around the world. Huh. According to other people, though, this is going to cost Microsoft $450 million because of, you know, leases and that sort of thing. That's a lot of money. A lot of money to go, nope, this wasn't going to work out. But yeah, I mean, so uh, making the assumption that they're doing this to like save money in the long run, because otherwise, why would you not do it? Um, wow, that that must be an expensive operation to keep open. But, you know, part of it, you know, I, I got the idea of why they did it. Because they saw the Apple stores, they saw, you know, where there was a place that you could go to basically touch an Apple computer. And, you know, you had the Apple Genius Bar. It was... It was Apple's literally brick and mortar face. Yeah. And it made sense. Microsoft didn't need that. Microsoft didn't need that. That's not a thing that Microsoft needs. They're ubiquitous. Yeah, you would go to you would go to Best Buy, you'd go to Office Depot, you'd go to Staples. Anywhere. Go to Walmart. Well, I don't know. Does does Walmart have floor models? Computers? I know they have the wall of TVs in the back. I don't know if they have any floor models of the computers out there. They've got to. They've got to. No, I don't think so. I mean, the same thing could have been true for Apple. It's just Apple wanted to have control over that. Yeah. 
Granted, you know, Best Buy now has that little, like, Apple floor space inside the store. And I've seen, like, third-party Apple retailer places. There's one down down over by our Home Depot, I do believe. I've never been in it because why would I need to go to an Apple-type store? Because don't really use Apple products outside of an iPad, iPod. That's true, you yeah. You don't use no, an iPod I, anymore? Yeah, I've still got my iPod. Most of the time, though... So- um, I use my phone, though, because I got the iSyncer thing there, and then I got the Rocket Player, mm-hmm. which allows me to play back my podcasts at 1.5 speed. Nice. I've just been using uh, Google Podcasts. They made a podcast app. It's actually pretty decent. I have in my hands a 160 gigabyte iPod video that no longer turns on. Battery issue or what? I don't know. Some internal issue. I actually asked someone from work who used to be uh, a like Apple genius bar person, repair person. She said, throw it into the sun. <laughs> I'm like, is there anything I can do with it? She's like, yeah, throw it out. I'm like, oh, that's not the answer I was hoping for. It was like my original Nano, which I should have actually gotten. There was a black spot that showed up on my screen, and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. It was because of one of the integrated chips inside the box had literally burned up and overheated. burned a hole. In, oh, yeah, it yeah. overheated and burned a hole in the screen. So yeah. it just it slowly started to fail more and more. And I'm like, well, shoot. Had I known that's what it was an internal error, I could have taken it to the store when it was still under warranty. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't think about it. I didn't think it was worth the effort. So... So you're not sad to see these Microsoft stores closing? I mean, I don't even know where the nearest one is. Chicago? Probably. Let me go find out. Nearest Microsoft store. There's a lot of stores that sell Microsoft information and, and, well, not information, but Microsoft products. One of them is the Apple store. (laughs) I search Microsoft and Apple comes up. Hello, is Microsoft Gray Systems Lab. Evidently, there's a Microsoft office in downtown Madison, uh, but that's not a retail store. Yeah, there isn't one in Madison. Milwaukee, there's a Microsoft, nope, corporate office. Uh, Microsoft store in Chicago. Yeah. So I really don't care. (laughs) Like, there's there's one at the Somerset Collection in Troy. Yeah. So. So, Yeah. Just really don't care. Yep. It's it's not worth anything to me. What else we got? Microsoft's uh, closing a bunch of crap. Uh, Microsoft uh, had a document leaked, which talked about That's multiple Project Scarlet consoles. Ooh, Scarlet is the Series X. Yes. Hmm. So in the document, there was uh, something called uh, Lockhart. Man, corporate projects are always like so cool named and then it comes out to the actual project and you're like that's what you called it project lockhart project what does it say um well uh there were there were two projects can i I just point out while we're talking about this like project name versus real name was project um let's see we had project dolphin which became the n64 and project revolution which was the Wii. No one can beat Nintendo on coming up with really cool project names for dumbass product names. So, um, there were there were two Project Scarlet plans: Anaconda and Lockhart. Kay. Anaconda became the Xbox Series X, especially since Kay. the Xbox Series X mainboard has an Anaconda etched on it. Of course it does, because it was Project Anaconda. That's yeah. adorable. 
So um, Lockhart was the other one. And people familiar with Xbox plans told The Verge that the special Lockhart mode in the developer box is part of the Xbox dev kit, um, allowing game developers to enable a special Lockhart mode that has a profile of the performance that Microsoft wants to hit with the second console. Okay. Uh, So the Xbox Series X included 3.5 gigabytes of RAM, 12 teraflops of GPU performance. The Lockhart mode... Um, includes 7.5 gigabytes of RAM, slightly slower CPU speed, and around 4 teraflops of GPU. Unfortunately, those are just numbers to me at this point. Yeah. Uh, They said they want to lock the resolution for the Lockhart, um, according to the dev kit, at 1080 or 1440p. So you're not going to get 4K resolution like you are going to get with, you know. So is, is Lockhart going to be like a lesser model then? Yes. So they'll have the series Xbox One Series X, and then they'll have the Xbox One Series W. Uh, the uh, Lockhart will likely be named Xbox Series S. Simple, slower, <laughs> shittier. I was going to say suckier, but. <laughs> um, and what you, you know, you know what you need to do now is you need to pull a Tesla. Yeah. And make a third one and call it the Xbox Series 3. No! No, 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 no. Because that's that's what it was, right? Well, it wasn't... It, yeah. wasn't, it was the S first, and then the X, and then the 3, and then the Y. So yeah, now Microsoft just needs to follow Tesla down this little path with their naming no, convention. They no, they don't. They absolutely do not. So yeah, so the, I, the what everybody's thinking is that this console was going to, you know, they're going to come out with the Xbox Series X and then they're going to do a, oh, and one more thing. There's also the Xbox Series S, cheaper price, but not as powerful. And all developers have the ability to, to run that mode so that they can see what their game would look like in that mode. Yes. It's already in the dev kit. I, it's already... I really, like, I really like Xbox Series shittier. <laughs> like... Come on, guys. This is this is baby stuff. Oh, my God. So that's probably coming down the pipe. Uh, There was a topic uh, I haven't posted because I don't know how legitimate it is, but somebody says that they know what the price for the PS5 is going to be. Oh, and what do they say? Uh, where was it at? PS5 price rumor. Okay, Blu-ray console, U.S., $500. Is that and that's the one with Blu-ray? Yes. If that's the case, I owe you a dinner. Yes, but I... I still think it's going to be 600 or more. Yeah, because the rumor has already been contested by a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, there's... Because uh, the, the prices offered Unless in they... the rumor were reflected of those that were offered up by a recent faked Amazon France leak. So... Yeah. Unless they want to sell it as a loss leader, it's going to be more. Yeah, as a serious loss leader... Yep. I mean, they're already probably going to lose money on each one. Wasn't that true of the of the PS3? Was that uh, they were losing money on each each console, yes. even though they were selling it at $600? Yes, yes, it was. I remember being irate at that. Like, you and I both were like, that is insane. And that they're losing money on it is nuts. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, yeah, no, it, 
if you if your prices are matching another leak that has already been proven to be false, that's why I'm like, mm, no, I'm not gonna not gonna. Really I don't believe it. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe it. Nope, I don't believe that one either. What I also can't believe is Windows Update has been updated and I not not in a good way. Oh, I'd also believe that. <laughs> Windows Update did they did they break it? Microsoft is removing the ability for business users to defer manual 2010 feature updates using Windows Update settings, starting with the Windows 10 2004 May update. Before, we used to to be able to manually defer Windows 10 feature updates (laughs) for up to a year. So feature updates are different than security updates. Yes. Feature updates, that that big, you know, quarterly update that for every last three or four times has broken things. Yeah. I mean, as long as it comes with a a promise, a guarantee not to break things, I'm okay with it. Yes. Of course, I don't manage the IT department of 10,000 people, but like, I'm okay with it. There's there's a reason why all of our mission critical on-air computers are still running Windows 7. (laughs) Despite support for Windows 7 having been terminated? Yes, because Windows 10 is a pain in the ass. So was Windows 7 when it came out. I know, but it wasn't at the end, and somehow they didn't learn from that. Well, oops. Yeah. Um, So yeah, before, you could manually defer the updates for up to a year. Now it is capped at 35 days, which seems to be a bit of a jump. We go from a year down to a month and change. Well, I don't know what to say. I, I... I can see their perspective on it and understand their desires for it. And I'm not that miffed at this. But again, I'm not the IT guy. I don't have to deal with it. I don't want to see my Windows decide that, hey, you know what? 3 a.m. is the perfect time to update this computer because nobody's really using it. And then have it update and have the update go sideways for a critical on-air computer. That's Well, then schedule it for a time that's not 3 a.m. How about I just tell it to wait and I will manually update it without it going, you know what? It's been 35 days. We should just update it now. Then why are you waiting 35 days to do it? Because things break. You had 35 days to update it. I think there's actually still some uh, Windows feature updates that are less than a year old that still have issues. I'd have to go look, but I do believe, I think it's 19, what was it, 1904, I think, still has issues. Okay. Or is it, no, sorry, uh, 1909. 1909 is the one that still has issues. Less than a year, more than 35 days ago, still has problems. So right now, yeah, not updating. Granted, I don't have to, but I, if there were still problems with it, I'm not going to want to update it. You know, Microsoft telling me, you know, it's for the greater good that I have to update my computers. Yep. To, uh, Look, what it, would be, it would be nice if they, like... You know, had updates that didn't break everything. I, I understand that. But I also understand their perspective of, like, people need to update to this shit. They're putting it off for years. Last year, we changed update installation policies for Windows 10 to only target devices running a feature update version that is nearing the end of service. As a result, many devices are only updating once a year. To enable all devices to make the most of this policy change and prevent confusion... We have removed deferrals from Windows Update settings, advanced options page, starting on Windows 10 version 2004. 
So what I'm going to have to do is whenever I start getting Windows 10 boxes in critical on-air situations, I'm going to have to set up local group policy things specifically for those machines. Yep. Rather than just have a, a nice on-the-surface, hey, wait a year button. Yep. Instead, I have to dig in through the group policy, which is and always fun. And then have that wait a year. Mm-hmm. Or just update the friggin' computer and deal with what happens when it breaks. <laughs> Just think of that as part of the update process. There's a reason I'm not in IT. I hate you so much right now. I know you do. Um, so let's much. See, what else can What else can I do to annoy Andy? Uh, there's a uh, more Microsoft news, which is Microsoft Teams got an update. So previously, you've been able to. Um, not trick teams, but but like work behind the scenes. So teams is their their video conferencing thing, right? Yes. Although it's a lot more than video conferencing. They're trying to like compete with Slack and with video conferencing and with like themselves because teams is also semi sort of a replacement for Outlook, which is weird. <laughs> um, Hey man, email is not hip anymore, I guess. They they well, they've integrated to like your your Outlook calendar can be integrated into Teams and you can schedule meetings directly in Teams and control your calendar in Teams, not as as finely as in Outlook, but it's the same calendar because they're both just reading it from the Exchange server. But anyway, you've been able to do backgrounds in Teams and they just officially unveiled and un, un- rolled out the um custom backgrounds even though they've been there for a while in a if you knew what folder to put the backgrounds into you could actually have your own custom backgrounds uh so i now have i've had that for a while but now you don't have to manually go in and adjust file structure now now they're they're just you can add them so that's cool yeah hangouts i think is starting to do that right now but well no sorry not hangouts whatever google meet google meet is starting to do that now but it's only for um, that sounds like such a bad idea for a name, right? Google, Google Meet. Meet. Like, I'm vegetarian. Google Meet. Yeah, Google Meet, uh, they're doing some things there, but it's educational or educators only. So if you have the G Suite for educators, then those mm. features are available, not for, you know, G Suite for businesses. Yeah. Seems so dumb to me, but anyway. <laughs> I'll just keep using it because we're a G Suite customer. Yeah. Why? Because we liked the Gmail email. Okay. I don't know. I've had problems with Outlook in the past, so. Yeah. Monoprice has a $200 3D printer? Huh. Ooh. See, I always like the idea of a 3D printer, but then I can never think of what I would use it for. Ever. Like, why would I use a 3D printer? What are the things that I would 3D print? What would I use a 3D printer for? Exactly. Like, I'm curious what your what your answer is. There are um, some things that I would like to 3D print for um, work. Cable, yeah, for work, for cable management, and you know some of the boxes that we have that are not built to be rack mounted. It would be nice to you know. So, but that's that's kind of the thing. Like, if you have a one off. Like, I just want this one time. A, do you know someone with a 3D printer? B, there are services where you send them the file and they mail you the product. 
Well, they're they're kind of one-off things there, but it'd be nice if I could standardize all my stations as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of like, okay, try you know, 3D print this thing for a one-off, <laughs> and then if it works, then try and expand it out to all 14. Okay, well, so so go to one of these services, or like, there are libraries with 3D printers now. There's Home Depot that has 3D printers. So like, go to Home Depot, use their 3D printer, pay the premium for it, and then if it works... Then you have a case to go to work and be like, hey, I'm spending $200 on a 3D printer. Here's why. Yeah. And then you have a 3D printer at work. Hi, Isaac. Monoprice MP, Mini Deluxe, SLA, LCD, high-res, resin 3D printer, $200. That was a lot <laughs> That was a lot of acronyms and names. Yep. But, like, it, it even starts with, like, expand your prototyping possibilities. I'm not doing prototyping. I'm not doing component design. What would I use for the, like, why would I need this thing? I don't know. I did have an interesting idea for a thing that I could do, which is um, I saw someone use an Arduino and a like 12 key pad and had the Arduino map those inputs to F13 through F24, because evidently your operating system recognizes those as keys, even though they aren't mapped to anything internally, uh, and then used auto hotkey with that to create his own custom panel. So actually, that could be kind of fun. I've actually wanted to do that with um, auto hotkey and one of those custom nine pads that you can buy. Yeah, but if you did it with like a, a 12 pin pad for like three rows of four or four rows of three. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. They they sell like custom yeah. like blank nine nine key pads or whatever they're the, the 12 key or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever, whatever the numpad is. What, what do you call I the mean, numpad? The numpad is is. A numpad. It's way more than 12. But you mean like a phone a phone pad. Yeah. Right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, star, 0, pound. Yes. Yeah. They, they sell those. That's what I'm... Yeah. They can, you know, have one of those with custom things there that are built for some of our automation software. Because the, the automation software is designed to be GUI-based. So you have to have a keyboard and mouse or a touchscreen in the studio. Yeah. Which the touchscreen is fine until the touchscreen freaks out and then starts randomly touching things on the screen on its own. That's no good. No. <laughs> Why did this happen? Well, it said the user touched this button repeatedly <clears throat> um, 18 times within one second. But but they didn't. I know. <laughs> 18 times per second? 18 Dang. times per second, yeah. It blew through the playlist because it was just bing, yep. bing, 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 bing. I'm just like... <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I'm like, just turn off the screen for right now. (laughs) But like, it would be kind of cool to just have a a 3d printed container and, and like set up for this. I'm thinking for like, um, for doing streaming or when I'm doing virtual training, or if I just want it to be able to run uh, different auto hotkey scripts, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. We've got, we have a phone interface that's supposed to be GUI based. The old one was based off of keyboard controls. And I asked them about that. And they're like, oh, well, if you buy the premium version, then you get keyboard controls. And I'm like, just, you know, we created auto hotkey. 
and just had it automatically boot up every time. USB? What? Arduinos are powered by USB, right? Sure. Uh, Arduino can be powered via the USB connection. Okay, so I could make this all self-contained, right? You get the Arduino in a box with a keypad on top and then just the USB thing coming out of it. Would it remember the program? I have, I have some stuff to research now. Well, I'm glad I could randomly get you down this path. Yeah. Uh, speaking of random paths, what else What else do we have to talk about? Hold on, i got to go back like four tabs. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon bought a uh, self-driving startup. Which Elon Musk thanked uh, Jeff Bezos for following his lead on Twitter. Yeah, but Elon Musk is also an asshole. Like, yes. we know this. Yes, yes, he is. So why do you think Amazon bought how do you how do you pronounce it Zooks Zooks I don't know Zooks I know that Amazon well so Amazon has been working on on self-driving cars for a while like a long while so I don't know what they're getting out of this deal Friday's press release Amazon offered few details about its plans for Zooks or Zooks or whatever Zooks I'm going with Zooks Going with Zooks, okay. Uh, the company will be operated as an independent company by its current leadership team. We will apparently continue focusing on the taxi market. Their ground-up vehicle focuses on the ride-hailing customer with tightly integrated features designed to provide a revolutionary passenger experience. I'm sitting here thinking that they're going to try and replace this fleet of Amazon delivery people that they've now hired. Because they've already got They've already got the Amazon vans, uh, you know. More likely the Amazon semis. It's it's going to be the, the – that's where you're going to get your bang for the buck, right? It's not the last mile. It's the 2,000 miles that they're driving across country. Yeah, I can see that. But think of, you know, the, the – well, I don't know. I'm thinking along this along the lines because I, I, I was a postal delivery person. Right. Right. So I've seen this last mile integration. We had one semi truck show up and unloaded for plain well. Yeah, literally like thousands. thousands of packages. Well, not thousands of packages. I'd say hundreds of packages because it's this okay. is plain well. This is a this is a <laughs> it's a small town, but still hundreds of packages. It was one semi truck driver who unloaded it all, and then there was literally a dozen of us in that room sorting the mail and the packages before all of us basically spread out to cover the whole city for that last mile. Right. So if we're talking, you know, cost of, you know, price per hour, yeah. paying that one semi-truck driver, the one semi-truck driver to drive between the buildings, not that expensive compared to paying the dozen much, of us. How much do you think that one semi-truck driver makes? Do you think he makes 12 times what it cost all of us to drive no, all the postal No, but I think vans? he also drove for a lot longer than you guys did. Uh, he drove from Grand Rapids down to Kalamazoo, stopping at the cities along the way to drop off their mail. Grand Rapids yeah. was the was the local hub now. Okay, so Grand Rapids to Kalamazoo is an hour and a half. Hour. Yeah? Yeah. Hour? Hour. Plus stops. Plus stops, yes. How long did it take at each stop? Uh, he was normally in and out within 10 minutes. How many stops? Oh, jeez. That's, the. uh, let's see, it was... Started in Grand Rapids, and then Wayland, and then Plainwell, and then Kalamazoo, and there was a couple other places on 94. I don't remember exactly, however, but he had an eight-hour day. 
Okay, so his eight-hour day versus you guys going out and delivering. Which was for, anywhere from four to six hours. Okay, we'll, we'll be, I'll be generous. I'll call it six hours. Okay. He said there were 12 of you. Yes. So it's 72. Yes. So hours, you had nine times as many man hours on your part than he did. Yes. Okay, so did he make nine times what you made? I highly doubt it. Probably I could probably not. look it up. Maybe they're listed in some federal database somewhere, but I have a. It's it's always now, the last. The last mile is the hardest I, thing to deal with. Right. Well, but it's right. It's the hardest thing to deal with. So it's um, the other question is going to be gas, but that's not going to change just because it's a self-driving car. Well, especially if California has their way, and um, uh, they. This is actually a topic. They are trying <laughs> to. They passed a rule that's saying by twenty forty-five, all. All trucks in California are supposed to be zero emission vehicles. Elon Musk is dancing. Yep. He's like, first to market. California has passed a rule saying starting in 2024, they're going to start phasing it in. And by 2045, any new truck sold in the state will be in a zero emission vehicle. The California Air what is it, Air Resources Board estimates that 2 million diesel trucks right now on the road are the cause of 70% of the smog-causing pollution in the state. So yes, by 2045, they're going to say all mm. trucks in California, zero emissions. Okay. So yeah, at that point, gas is not mm. going to matter. It's all going to be about electricity. But I have, I have a feeling, okay, Amazon bought this Zooks. <clears throat> yeah. You think they're doing it for the last mile? Yes, I, I have. A, uh, it's just like Domino's testing out those uh, that pizza delivery thing in Ann Arbor, where, where it had, wasn't actually automated. It wasn't actually automated, but they had it where the person would, you know, come out to the vehicle, type a thing in the keypad, and then the door would open, and then they get a pizza. Think about that for Amazon deliveries. Heck, you already get an alert on your phone saying, "Hey, your Amazon driver is nearby. It's ten stops away." I don't get that. Oh, I get that. No, I, I get, get that. like your package has been delivered. I get ones that say, hey, your driver is nearby. Ten stops away, five stops away, three stops. Your driver is arriving. You know, I get that alert. Hey, you're, you're, the vehicle is outside your house. I go out to the vehicle. The app tells me, hey, input pin number, you know, 3777, something yeah. like that. Kind of sucks if you're not home. If you're not home, then... Because um, like with a pizza... You're going to be home. Yeah, you're, you're going to be ordering home. a pizza. Yeah. With a package, like, I don't want to have to sit at home and wait for the package. Okay. Um, there's got to be some way that they would have. Not efficiently. It, no, not efficiently, because it would be in a box. Look, Amazon, we, Andy, we know this. Amazon is dealing with the final mile with drones. Oh, yeah. They They've had, been they talking about that, that for yeah. years. Yeah, that's true. This, I, I'm telling you, this delivery is not for the final mile. No, you're right. This will be the medium. Or this, this automated driving. Like, this is for the trucks. Yeah, no, I can see that. Now, yeah, I forgot about those drones. Yeah. Forgot about the drones. So, you want to talk again about Amazon buying a self-driving car company? <laughs> <sighs> okay, so... So yeah, okay, so yeah, uh, Amazon bought that. California's got their truck law. Uh, Amazon is also now starting up a counterfeit crimes unit to try and fight the knockoffs. People with fake listing. Yeah. Also a, like, 
good luck with that. It's like, yeah, the the yeah, your uh, your marketplace is already the freaking wild west right now. So I I hope that you can you can tamp down on the knockoffs, but yeah. Uh, my friend, by the way, that I, I was thinking of with Amazon and self-driving cars, he did not work with Amazon on self-driving cars. He did his grad school project on self-driving cars and then went to work at Amazon. Ah, okay then. So this is evidently something kind of new-ish for Amazon. $1.2 billion is quite a lot. Well, okay. their stocks are doing quite well, and I hear that everybody's buying from Amazon right now. Yeah. <laughs> How did the quarantine impact Amazon? They made a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, abused their workers. Yeah. Well, that's not new. <laughs> that's Amazon abusing their workers. Not new. Not at all. Yeah. Not a good thing. No. And like we're, we're cracking jokes about it, but like it's actually a terrible thing. Yes. And now I feel bad for like placing orders through Amazon. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting there thinking I was supposed to actually have an Amazon delivery yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any other topics you want to hit before we hit the randoms? Oh, anything else I want to hit before the randoms? Yes. Uh, we got Mixer, we got Google Photos is updating. There's going to be a redesign for the app. I don't really know the, the full implications of that yet. I think we got everything else. Yeah. Randoms, it's your review, sir. It's my review. I'm going to review my new sleep tracker and alarm clock app. Okay. Known as Sleep as Android. Wait a second. Hang on. That's the one where it's the little android with like a blanket and the word sleep, right? Yes. That's the icon? Yes. There is no way we have not reviewed this app by now. Because I have been using this app since I had a T-Mobile HTC G1. I'm pulling up the random reviews spreadsheet. The spreadsheet that we have been keeping track of <laughs> since episode 201. All right. It's loading. It's taking a bit. Because it's a, it's a big spreadsheet. All right, find four hundred rows. It's actually not that big. It's just Google. Yeah, find in sheet S two hundred and sixty six L four. There are four things that are S L S L E zero. There are I, zero oh, cells on I've this list. I've been using this app for ten years, Andy. <laughs> not my fault. Not All my right. fault. You decided not to review this. Yeah, I actually have the premium version of it. Uh, yes, as do I, because I had $37 of Google Play credits that I needed to find a use for. Yep. So I thought, you know what, let's try this out, especially since I've got the, the Google Watch now that I use that, you know, to tell me to wake up first. My watch goes off first for a minute, and it does that gradual vibrating first. And then after a minute, if I'm still not up, then my phone will go off. Are you using the the window for your smart alarm? Uh, no, I'm no? not. Okay. Because I, I don't have it doing the actual sleep tracking. Oh, I have mine doing the sleep tracking, especially since it's literally just one button on my watch where I hit the button and it's like, okay, and I'm tracking. And I'm like, sweet. So I don't have to do anything with my phone. I've got it. Like I said, it's got the vibrate alarm built in, so it will vibrate my watch first. So hopefully... You know, I can wake up before my alarm goes off and not wake up Kate. Um, so that's nice. Yeah, it, get, it does the sleep tracking, which it tells me numbers and levels and things. But 
um, can't really do much about that. You know, it tells me I'm running a sleep deficit, but that um, doesn't matter because I can't really get a surplus. I mean, depends on which, which doctors you believe. I, I totally disbelieve the people who are like, you can never make up a sleep deficit. That's got to be false. It 100% has to be false. If you can never make up a sleep deficit, we would all be dead. Think about how many all-nighters you've pulled, Andy. All-nighters recently? Nope. If you can never make up a sleep deficit, yep. you are days upon days upon days behind in sleep. So bullshit, you can never make it up. Of course you can make it up. You can't make it up instantly. It takes time. It takes several nights of good rest. It's not a one-to-one. -one, but yes, you can make it up. So anyway, sorry, back to the app. Um... I, okay, so let me let me tell you this about the app and give you a word of caution. Yes. Um, when the app updates, if there is an update, sometimes the alarm does not go off the next day. Oh. Every time I've had my alarm fail to go off, it's been because there was an update. So would I have to basically set a manual alarm as a backup? Yes. Hmm. You see, that's that's the problem is because most of the time I tell, you know, my apps to update overnight because then I don't have to worry about it. Yep. But yeah, this that's mm, I've never yep. I've ne I haven't run into that issue yet. And now that makes me worried. Yep. But yeah, no, I, I like it's it. It's happened to me multiple times. And every time it's because, oh, the app updated and somehow that turned off my alarm. Huh. All right. Um, yeah, I've got like a, a smart period set up for 15 minutes. So if I'm awake in that 15-minute range, it will just go off, and then I'll get up. Uh, I've got the um, the math problems set up. Mm -hmm. This The um, CAPTCHAs? Yes. They aren't technically CAPTCHAs, but they're just like uh, a way to keep you from, from just hitting the snooze and falling back asleep. Yeah. It's like, what's 8 times 4 plus 7? 39. Yeah. But, you know, most of the time I can do the first math part of it in my head, and I'll just look at the four options and be like, okay, I think it's that one. That one seems close enough to the actual answer. We'll go with that one. More news about Amazon, by the way. They've also invested about a billion dollars in a company named Rivian, which makes fully electric vehicles. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard of them. I'm getting this from my friend who used to work at Amazon. Ah. So, um... Okay. So that's that's the app? Yeah. No, I've got the premium version as well because <laughs> I had the money to spend. And so it's I'd, cheap. It was cheap, yeah. It's been there for a while. Yep. Works, you know, like I said, it integrates seamlessly with my watch. Yep. So that's really nice. Um, yeah, I've never tried any of the lullabies or any of the goals or trends or anything else like that. I'm just using it as just an alarm clock app. So, yes, the but I still have the sleep tracker on there just because I'm curious. So I didn't even know it had some of this stuff in here. Yeah, last time I used it as a sleep tracker was back in, like, October of 2019. Okay. So yeah, no, if, you, if you're looking for a, a sleep app and you've got, like I said, I, I got it because I was looking for a nice sleep tracker for the watch OS. So the watch was the main key. Then it was like, oh, I need the killer app for this. And everybody talked about sleep is Android. So I said, you know what? I'll just bite the bullet and get it. And yeah. so far it's worked out pretty well. It works out great until it doesn't go off. <laughs> it works out great until it doesn't work. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Random topic random topic rolled ahead of time if you could have a cartoonist as a guest host 
who would it be? Oh my God, so many choices. I know, there are a lot of good cartoonists out there. Bill Watterson. You took the words out of my mouth. Bill Amend. Oh, oh. Uh, do they do they have to be living? Because, like, Stan Lee would be awesome. Uh, Matt Grinig? I've got one that I'm surprised you haven't picked yet. Go ahead. Gary Larson. Gary Larson? Like, I, Gabe from yeah. Penny Arcade? Yeah. Like, no. Hulik? Like, I'd love to have him on. That would be amazing. Um... Yeah, there's there's even cartoonists like I don't even know their name. I just know what they do. It's like the guy who does the Order of the Stick. Uh, Randall Monroe from XKCD. I assume the the person who asked the question had more like cartoons in mind as opposed to like panels and, and cartoons like that. But I, man, there's so many choices out there. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, I I'd, I'd have to start with that list um, and probably add a few others. Yeah, no, there would be, um... God, Al Jaffe, is he still alive? He is! Wow, he's 99 now. And he's finally retired. Okay, good. Good, I'm glad Al's finally retired after... (laughs) Wow, 99. 65 years being a cartoonist. Oh, he literally just retired. This month, wow, okay. Um, yeah, man, that is a... There's a lot of big names. So, yeah, no, I, I feel like we've, we've... I'd be happy with any of the people we've already mentioned so far, so... Yeah, like, all of these would be a lot of fun to have. Any cartoonist. Hayao Miyazaki. Some of these names, right, like, like, are familiar, and I can't remember why until I click on them. I'm like, oh... What, what names? Are you are you looking at, like, a list of cartoonists? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, Akira Toriyama, I'd love to have on. That's oh, the guy you're... who did Dragon Ball. Oh, you're going that route now, okay. Yeah, like, well... Yeah? What do you want? Like, he, he wrote Dragon Ball. That would be awesome. Uh, the guy who wrote Vampire Hunter D, the guy who wrote Van Helsing, like, all of the... Or not Van Helsing, just Helsing. All of these super successful artists, I'd love to have any of them on. I'm also really surprised at the number of cartoonists I can name without looking at a Wikipedia list of cartoonists. I was seeing if there was anybody I had missed. And I was, yes, I was also curious to see if Al Jeffy was still alive. And he is. Okay. So yeah, no, yeah, uh, if any of those are listening and would like to come on our show, open invitation. <laughs> open invitation to Hayao Miyazaki. Sure, yeah, that's, that's totally a thing that could ever happen. Yeah, you never know. All right, I think that's good. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.